Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Women A Podcast Show. My name is Simona and I'm your host. I have a very special guest. Her name is Andrea Stevens and together with her today, we would like to present you her new, fresh project, recently released book Uncaged. When I firstly read the short summary of this book, I was amazed on how the main character's story speaks for my own. Uncaged is the riveting, provocative tale of a young woman's struggle to free herself from the cage of her own mind, awaken her potential, and finally live the life she desires. A daring, emotional roller coaster, Uncaged is an unforgettable story that will move you, ignite you, and transform you forever. Same as main character Jasmine, many of us must overcome the most difficult challenge of all, to change our mind so we can change our reality. I have this great privilege today to introduce you to author of the book, Andrea Stevens, who is here today with us. She's an author, speaker and life coach. In 2020, she founded NeuroPivot Transformational Programs in order to fulfill her mission of transforming lives. She has dedicated her life to inspiring, empowering and teaching women on how to move into their power. Without further words, let's get down to business. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Women A Podcast Show. Uh, welcome to the new episode. And I'm very happy to be here today with Andrea Stevens. And let me introduce her to you guys, everybody who is listening right now to this episode. So Andrea Stevens, she's an author, speaker, and a life coach. And in 2020, she founded NeuroPivot Transformational Programs to fulfill her mission of transforming lives. And uh, she's very dedicated to inspiring, empowering, and teaching women on how to move into their power. And today we're going to talk about her new project, as I, if I could call it like that, her new book, Uncaged, which has been recently released. And I'm very happy and I'm so excited to just go into it and to dive in. Mm-hmm. So apart from uh, her working as a life coach and her career as a speaker and a businesswoman. She lived in Germany for three years and ran a successful e-commerce business. And uh, when she's not writing, coaching or running her programs or events, you can find her walking and hiking in nature, traveling and playing the piano. So she's also mom of four. Is it true, Andrea? Mom of four children, right? Yes. Yeah. And you are currently living in Virginia, Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So welcome to Mina Podcast Show. And I'm just very excited for you to be here. And it's amazing that you wrote this book that I really adore. And the, the, the main uh, purpose of the book, which is to help women and empower them to live their life fully and according to what they desire. Yes. So congratulations to that as well. First Thank of all. You. So can you tell us what inspired you to write the book? Yeah, sure. So there was a couple different things. I was in a certification program and I got, I had gotten to the part, it was like a five month program where I was learning, you know, training to be a life coach. And he said, now your life is a blank canvas. And he was basically teaching us how to walk people through the fact that their life is, is a blank canvas ahead of them and they can do whatever they want to do. And so he said, what do you want to do? And what popped into my head was I would love to write a book. And, and I had kind of always wanted to write a book, but that popped into my head. And I thought, you know what, if I don't walk through this journey myself, I'm not going to be able to actually take a client through the journey of, Hey, your life is a blank canvas. And this is after we work through a lot of other stuff in the life coaching program. But I'm like, I wanted to embody and experience what it was like to put myself out there and to do something that I had always wanted to do. And so I was like, I'll write a book. 
And long story short, I wrote a book. Oh my God. <laughs> Not only a journey. It was, you know, a long nine month journey, but I, I was able to experience what happens when you make a decision and you decide to do something and follow through on it. So that was the main purpose of, the, or that's where the book came from. And then mm-hmm. journey, it was like, what am I going to write about? Who am I going to write it to? And then that all unfolded as after the decision was made to write a book. Mm-hmm. So that was the story behind the writing the book. And so what is the purpose of the book? So why did you decide to write about certain topic? Um, yeah. So the reason I wrote specifically about this topic is because as I talked to women and worked with women, what I had started finding was there was, it was twofold. A lot of them were tired of the finger pointing, like, Hey, you got to do this, make sure you do this, make sure you have self-care, make sure you journal, make sure you do all these like self, uh, development type of things. And they were getting overwhelmed and frustrated with the fact that it wasn't working. And it was like, I'm being told all of these things to do. They're not really working. And I don't have time. I just don't have time. Like, it sounds great. I would love to take a bath every night and relax and, and, you know, wind down. But I've got kids banging at my door. Like, it's just not relaxing. It's not working. And so they had so many things that were going on that they couldn't take care of, that they couldn't actually do. And they were hearing 10 tips for this and five ways to do this. And I wanted to present an opportunity for them to see for them to read about and see it in action, like in the circumstance, this is what happens. This is the story of one person. And I wanted them to be able to put themselves in the story and say like, yes, I have circumstances too. Oh, this is how it happens. Rather than me telling them, do this, do this, do this. It was like, I wanted them to actually see it. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other purpose of that, of the book was I found that so many of them felt caged by their circumstances. They would say, that sounds great, but I can't mm-hmm. because like my, you don't understand. My kids are in the way. My husband is in the way, you know, I, I I'll do it when, and they wanted to change. They wanted to go through this transformation, but they just couldn't see where it was possible. It was possible for everybody else, but not them. So I wanted to write a story about how it's possible for anybody in any situation, no matter what you're going through. Mm-hmm. So it's a fictional story about the girl who she's breaking through her old ways of doing things or living the life. And in yes, her 30s, she and she through. doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, and she doesn't realize that it's herself. She doesn't realize that the circumstances aren't the issue. It's the way that she's thinking about them and the way that she's moving through life with her belief system, because we all have belief systems. And she, in the book, I portray three main belief systems where it's, I can't trust anyone. No, I'm not important. And basically life is out to get me, or I can't catch a break. Those were the three that we really worked through. Cause that's what I find that most women that I talk to were dealing with. Like, I just can't catch a break. It's like, it's one after another, after another, after another. And I just, I, I cannot catch a break. A lot of them felt like they were unimportant and they were unnecessary. So I wanted to portray that in the book as well. And a lot of them just felt like they couldn't trust people because they had a lot of circumstances and things that had happened, whether that was through parents or family or friends or relationships that they had gone through where they were just like, I can't trust anybody. And that really directs the, the way that you live life. You're, they were living, they live life through the lens of I can't trust anybody. So that's what you create for yourself is situations and scenarios where you attract people into your life or 
you know, where you can't trust anybody, where you actually don't get a break because that's what you're focusing on. So yeah, that's the premise of the book is like, whatever you focus on is what you actually create for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned in the book, or you described three most important limiting beliefs. And can you tell us how to break those beliefs or how to literally transform, how to take the courage to step out of that mindset, change the thoughts, change the thinking? Yeah, absolutely. So it is, it's a deeper question than just right here, but I can absolutely point you in the direction of what you can do. So, cause it sounds easy in theory, but when you actually are, are living it out, it does, it takes a minute for transformation, right? Mm-hmm. But what you basically do is I'll tell it in a story. Okay. So I had a friend who grew up in Texas and in Texas, I don't know if you've ever been to Texas, but apparently they rattlesnake hunt when he, he was like, yeah, I was going to rattlesnake hunting with my dad. And I was like, what? You go rattlesnake hunting? So apparently it's a thing in Texas. All right. He was talking about when he was a teenager and the first time that he was going to go rattlesnake hunting with his dad, he was, you know, tells the story about he was so excited and all my friends were jealous because they didn't get to go because apparently it's a big deal. And he said the morning of like, I get up, we're sitting there, we're eating breakfast. And my dad is telling me, Hey, Tim, if you come up, if you come upon a rattlesnake, like this is what you do, make sure you don't panic, like all the, all the stuff. Right. So they go out into the field. And he said, we searched and searched and searched, and we just could not find anything. And I was beginning, he's like, I was beginning to give up hope, you know, that we were going to be able to find a rattlesnake. I was disappointed. He said, all of a sudden, my dad holds his arm out and he was like, stop. And he was like, I look up and there's this rattlesnake staring at us. He was like, all I wanted to do in that moment was just run away. Like I, everything went out of my mind and I just wanted to run away. And he made a joke and he said, watch out, you might get what you're looking for. And that story has always stuck with me. And when I wrote the, when I was writing the book, like that popped back into my awareness. And I was like, that is so true. Like we don't actually know what we're looking for. And so if you have all these limiting beliefs that are going on in the background, that's actually what you're looking for. And so I always teach people like, watch out, you might actually get what you're looking for. If you're looking for the fact that you can't catch a break, that's probably what you're going to get. Like you're hunting for it because you're mm-hmm. focusing on it. So the, the key is to change your focus and focus on what do you actually want? What results do you want to create in your life? And this, I don't mean like, oh, I want to write a book, although it could be that it could be just something like, I want to be a good mom. Okay. Well, then let's start focusing on all the ways that you are a good mom, you know, rather than feeling all that mom guilt or whatever it is that you're going through. Let's focus on what you actually want. You want a good relationship. You want a good, you want to be a good mom. And and it could be physical things. It could be emotional things. Like, I just want people to appreciate me. And if you're focusing on that, then you'll take your focus off of what's not going right. Exactly. And so that's the foundation of it. And then there are levels that you can go through to actually like build off of that foundation. But the key is just to change your limiting beliefs into something that empowers you rather than disempowers you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just sometimes I'm sure for a lot of women to find that courage and literally this was my safe place. This was my comfort zone when I was living for yes. whole life. Yes. Did you yourself go through this kind of transformation it's maybe a personal question, but I'm just curious if you... No, absolutely. Yeah. You can ask anything you want. But yes, absolutely. And the reason that this, this book, the story came to be what it is, is because I had experienced that transformation 
over the course of about a year. And the, the, what's interesting is that when you're in the middle of it, you don't actually realize you're experiencing transformation. Mm-hmm. Look back. So mm-hmm. I was working on it and I kept the whole time. I was like, it, be, because what happens is most of us try to do strategies from a place of lack. So we're journaling because from a place of lack, we are self-caring from a place of lack. We're running away from something. It's like, I, I'll just use the example of I'm not necessary. And so what happened in the book was when, when Jasmine, the main character, felt like she wasn't necessary or felt like she wasn't important to anyone, she created, and, and this is where your behavioral patterns come out of, your behavioral patterns come out of your limiting beliefs that you have. And so when she felt like she wasn't good enough or wasn't important, she created office drama, family drama to make herself feel important. And when she realized through a series of events, that importance does not actually come from a a title or a position or anything like that, then it only comes from inside yourself. And and she had to realize that through literally just turning around and facing, hey, I, I believe that I'm not important. But only when you address what the actual limiting beliefs are, can you move through them. So yes, it's a period of transformation, and I did experience it, but it, it didn't feel good at the time. Like it literally feels like you're walking through fire yeah. because you've been running away from this fire that has been chasing you all of your life. Like I'm just not an important person or I cannot catch a break. And you're running from that and running, 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 running. And it's when you stop and turn around and face the fire and you walk back through it, it can't, it can't touch you anymore. It just, you know what I'm saying? Like when you actually walk through that, and go through all the thoughts, all the feelings, what, you know, that, that you have about this specific thing. So Jasmine in the book went through a series of what are the thoughts that I'm thinking when I feel like I'm not important enough. And she like was able to get those out on paper, get them out to a person Uh, in the book. It was both, it was on paper and it was in person. And she had to face what her, what she was feeling saying, this makes me feel this certain way. This makes me feel this. It makes me do, do these actions. And only when you address that to yourself, can you face it? Does that make sense? Completely. I would say it's very important to know yourself first. Absolutely. And that's what so many of us don't do is we don't take the time to know ourselves because it's scary. Yeah. Like we don't actually want to know ourselves and the, the, that leads me that the next book that I'm actually currently working on right now is a book about self-love because what I realized was, yes, this is the foundational piece. The uncaged book is about the foundational. Like now you're aware mm-hmm. that like, Hey, I have these unlimited beliefs. Okay. I have a life. I don't like, what do I do now? So the next one, it's actually going to be a two-part series of how you actually go through that transformation. So because it, it's layers and levels and that's okay. Like that's the experience of life. It doesn't turn around in one day and you really don't want it to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the, the joy in the, is, is actually feeling the experience and going through that. And it's a journey. It's just a journey that never ends, but you constantly go through the new levels of awareness and life is just, it's, it's like, she felt alive. And this is what I went through. It's like, after the transformation, I just felt alive. It didn't mean I didn't have bad days. I still get angry, but I, 
I can now enjoy and my clients now enjoy that feeling of anger because we can feel angry. We can know that we're angry and we can say like, I'm going to enjoy this for five or 10 minutes or a full day, whatever you want to do. You actually enjoy it. You're not like running away from it and feeling guilty and oh, there it happened again. I got to get rid of this. You're like, no, I'm actually angry and I want to be angry. I'm going to revel in my anger and then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to face it. Why am I angry? What am I doing? What am I running from? And you walk through all that and then the anger dissipates and you, and it's, it's experiencing all of the emotions of life. Mm -hmm. It's about acceptance of, of yes, feelings, a complete thoughts. acceptance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Facing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You mentioned awareness. Yes. You need to be aware of what we are feeling, what we're going through. What would you recommend to the women that are finding themselves literally in the same situation as the main character of your book? How to build up that awareness? Any maybe practical, practical advices as well yeah. from your side? Yeah. So I would say that my main character chanced upon, right, the person that was able to help her. So it's like, I can't teach people to chance upon this person who's going to help her, but it's the awareness that brings the opportunity and the synchronicities of life that will bring someone to you. So mm -hmm. my uh, advice would be to don't push away the opportunity that has presented itself to you. If someone is listening to this podcast, it's because they are looking for that change. They're searching for it and life brought that to them. So whether you read a book, whether you hire a life coach, whether you hire a wellness coach, whether you just, you know, like there's, there's a myriad of things that you can do, but you're brought here and you're listening to this for a reason. And yes, you chanced upon it or it just popped up into your feed or whatever it is, but you're here because you were looking for it. And so take that, like, accept that this is help to you. There was a quote by Les Brown that says, let me think of it. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Mm -hmm. Asking for help, ask for help, not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. And that's what this is. It's like, once you've, like, if you're reading the book or if you're in this conversation, listening to a podcast like this, it's because you know, you want to change, right? And so you're aware that something's not right. I don't like this. What can I do? Move in on it. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Act upon that. Right. Yes. Don't yes. deny. Don't Maybe. deny it. Yeah. Denial yes. is really a common reaction in case we are yes. facing any fear or uncomfortable yes. situation. And I will say, I will add to that. It is a hundred percent fearful. It's not going to feel good because your brain is not familiar with it. And when your brain's not familiar with something, it literally, it's similar to looking down off the edge of a cliff where you're going to be like, no, that's not safe down there. That's what your brain is doing. When you're moving into a change or a transformation or a level up, it's very, very scary. It's not comfortable. It's not fun, but it's necessary. If you want to get away from where you're at, it is necessary to move into that. Yeah. I mean, I completely understand all what you said. and. I'm really a big fan of authenticity. Okay. Being authentic to ourselves, yes. each of us. I think that's when we can tap into our full potential. Yes. And I mean, as you said, a lot of women you talked to before writing the book are either so busy with the lifestyle they're yes. living, they are having children, 
you can you can speak from your own experience right now and mm-hmm. i'm just trying to get into the topic of labels and the roles that we are assigned throughout our lives as a girlfriend as a mom as a wife how to stay true to ourselves and literally really live our life to our fullest potential mm-hmm. and to what we really want not to what the environment and what our our surroundings are telling us to do and staying authentic yes. because i think that's where we can really change and we can find that power to tap into our true self and literally thrive yes what do you think women that are caged into this lifestyle of being super busy and forgetting themselves what they can do right now to stop old ways of living or find themselves tap into their true true power yeah that's a really good question and you're absolutely right so many women myself included i felt like like life was just running me over <laughs> i was so busy i i would read books and you know listen to podcasts while i was doing the dishes and like doing all these things and i would hear tips and tricks and tactics and like, but i don't have time that would be great but you don't understand i have kids i would hear things like mom make sure you sleep and baby sleeps i'm like absolutely not I have a business. I have to like work when baby sleeps. Okay. And then they'd be like, make sure you get up in the morning at, you know, four or five in the morning. And I'm like, Oh, I have a two-year-old. My two-year-old is up at four in the morning and wakes me up at four in the morning. There's no time to journal and do an hour of yoga and, you know, meditate. That's just, it's not going to happen. And I would get very frustrated with people who would tell me to do those kind of things. And I would no offense to them, but I would look at him and be like, but you don't have any kids. It's easy for you to say, like, you could get up at four if you want. You could get up at nine if you want. Unfortunately, I don't have that option. And I was very just, I, I just felt like crushed under this weight of, of trying to be someone who, who developed myself and was living my best self and wanted to be true to myself, but I literally couldn't. And that is the limiting belief right there. When you feel like you can't, So when you hear yourself saying, well, I can't because mm-hmm. that is like, that's your limiting belief, whatever the because is, yeah, that's what needs to change. So I would say I can't because I have young kids that I can't, I can't control when they wake up, you know, and that is, so that right there is what is what I had to work on. And that's just personal for me. Mm-hmm. That is what you can do right now. You don't have to actually do anything. You can journal about it if you want to. You can lay in your bed and think about it if you want to. But it's the awareness of this is what is in my way. So no matter what it is for you, for myself, it was the young kids. For other people that I've talked to, it's my husband doesn't understand. I have a lot of women, because a lot of women I work with have home-based businesses. And so they feel busy with mom life. And then they also feel busy with their home-based business. And so they just feel this crushing pressure of, I have to fulfill the societal role of being a mom, being a wife, uh, being a business owner. And there's all these things that they have to be, and they have no time to quote unquote, be themselves. And so what I would say to that is don't call yourself a mom. Don't call yourself a wife. Those are all icing on the cake. When I was growing up, I remember hearing that because I grew up in a religious environment and I would hear things like when you become a mom you have to sacrifice you know the things that you wanted and I'm like 
I've come to realize absolutely not. Absolutely not. You are still yourself. You don't all of a sudden, your purpose doesn't change because you became something. My purpose doesn't change because I came, became a writer. My purpose didn't change when I became a mom. It didn't change when I became a wife. I was still me. And I think there's so much focus on the role that we have to play in society. But what I realized was I am a person, and this was my purpose, was to make people feel seen and heard. I, want, I wanted to create a space for people to be seen and heard so that they could you know, move into their potential. That's my purpose, period, end of story. Mm-hmm. Like being a mom, yeah, I can, I can allow my kids to be seen and heard so they can move into their potential. Being a wife, yeah, I can make my husband feel seen and heard. And the way that I do that is going to be different than the way that everybody else does that. The, the way that I write my books is all through this lens of allowing people to be seen and heard so they can move into their full potential. I was working with another client who, after doing the work, we realized that her potential was to live a simple life so that others could jump off of her shoulder. Those were her words. Mm. I got the picture, but I was like, wow, that's so different. I aspire to be a speaker, author, life coach. Like, you know, I'm out there and I'm like this, you know, bold and obnoxious. And she wanted to be the person who was in the corner cheering on other people. And it was like, I'll do all the dirty work for you so that you can go do your thing. So everybody's purpose is different. And and she was at the time a stay-at-home mom. And she said, I feel embarrassed being a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, well, don't call yourself a stay-at-home mom. You're not a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. (laughs) Actually a person who, oh, I just forgot the wording just escaped me, but you're a person who lives a simple life so people can jump off of your shoulders. That is actually who you are. You could be doing that as a mom. You could do that as a wife. You could do that as a secretary. You could do that as anything. Like you could do that as an engineer if you wanted to. It's not that you're an engineer. It's not that you're a wife. It's not that you're an author. It's not that you're a mom. Those are all just actions that you take when you're fulfilling who you really truly are. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much. And if I didn't uh, answer your question, you can go back to the question and all because I kind of went all over. Yeah, wait, 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 that's fine. That's fine. It was really that. <laughs> is very interesting for me as well that we should ask ourselves the basic question who I am yes and act not, from that point. as yes and if you find the 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 title coming up like well I'm a mom mm. no <laughs> like what is my purpose we should be more asking like what is my purpose and that is who you are and I know there's a lot of stigma around finding your purpose you know, and, and my take on that is you don't actually find it. It's not something that you're out looking for. It's, it's already inside of you. So if you can look at there, there's a process and there's, I don't know if you've heard of Simon Sinek. Yes. He has a book called find your why it's very, very, very good book on how to actually articulate your purpose in a one sentence, you know, and it comes from inside of you. It comes from the stories and the experiences that you have experienced And it, so it's already inside of you. You don't have to go looking for it. And, but once you find what it is, that is who you are always and forever. Even if you're not living that authentically, it's still who you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and the problem comes when we're not in alignment with, with who we are. And I'll just give you a quick example again of this. I had been struggling in my business. I was not making the money that I wanted to make. and, And I was starting to get frantic and panicky. 
and I had a friend who started doing DoorDash. Do you have DoorDash over there in, in England or in London? But can you explain for me what, what is it? It's just like a meal service where you order a meal and it's like a taxi, like a taxi driver. With a meal. With, with a meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. We okay. Do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so basically that's, that's DoorDash over in America. Uh -huh. So I'll just say taxi driver with a meal. So she had started doing that and was really making good money. And I was like, oh, I need money. I, you know, there's things that I want to do. And I was like, I wonder if I should start doing the taxi with a meal service. And she was like, your purpose is to create a space for people to be seen and heard so they can move into their full potential. Is that in alignment with delivering meals? And I was like, no, kind of not. And she was like, be spending time writing your new book. You know what I'm saying? I was like, and so you can filter when you, when you know, like what your purpose is, you can filter everything you do through that lens. So it's not that I'm a mom and I need money, or it's not that I'm an author and I need money. It's that I create a space for people to be seen and heard, live in faith that that is who I am and that there will be synchronicities and coincidences that show up in my life because that is my purpose. And I know it. And there are times where it's more difficult than others. Yes, <laughs> but it keeps you from wavering and just going off and doing this and like frantically, busily, like trying to do all these things. And well, what about this person? And she's doing really good at the taxi service. I'm like, yes, because that might be more in alignment with what she is supposed to do. Not you, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Oh my God, about the synchronicities and all these things. It's, it's amazing when you really start doing and being true to yourself and doing what you yes. really feel it's right yes instead of what you should or what you used yes. to do literally yes. the things are coming to you it's mm -hmm. it's such a powerful thing yeah. I'm curious to know you said you went through transformation yourself yes. did did you notice any change from your surroundings from your family when you literally start living your purpose and mm -hmm. before that's a really great question And it's funny because I did not, I cried on my bed daily and I, I was always feeling like this isn't working. I don't know what I'm doing. And then I, and, but the, the difference is I was aware that those were my thoughts. That mm -hmm. was the huge difference was when I would think to myself, I have no idea what I'm doing. What, what did, what was I thinking? It's like my, my brain was trained. I had trained my brain to be aware of those thoughts. And so I would ask myself almost as another person, is that really serving your purpose? And I'm like, no, it's not. But, but I would also revel in that. And I would be like, I just want to enjoy being you know, this. What's the word I'm looking for? Disappointed. I'd be like, I just want to enjoy being disappointed for a minute. Like, I just, <laughs> I just want to sit here and cry. But so I didn't notice it. But I, I started to realize that I had actually gone through transformation and I was working with a, a life coach. And I think that is the most important thing when you're actually wanting to experience transformation is working with someone who is trained to help you through that because it's very, very difficult to get through that by yourself. You give up very easily. So the fact that I had an accountability person who was like, hey, what were your thoughts today? And I was like, man, I don't really want to go into my thoughts today. It's embarrassing, but it made me aware of what I was actually thinking. And they actually helped me and trained me on how to enroll my brain into more. And I hate positivity. I'm not a positive poly person. Like I choose to use the word powerful because I don't like positivity band-aids. I, I, I really, I shouldn't say hate, but I, I really don't like the idea of just 
you know, be thankful when you're angry, just be thankful. Like, no, when you're angry, you have to be angry about (laughs) (laughs) being thankful about the kids you have when you're angry with them is not going to cut it (laughs) because it will end up bubbling over. So I like to, to say, to use a more powerful mindset, and that's really to turn around and face the fire rather than running, continuing to run away from it or dumping, you know, fire, dumping dirt on top of it. Cause it always just going to blow back up again. But so to answer your question, I did not realize that I had experienced transformation until other people around me, friends and family started to tell me that I was different. I didn't feel it, but my husband was like, he would say things like, Oh, you're really different. Normally you would get, normally you would blow up at that. And I was like, yeah, normally I would. That's weird. Like, why am I so calm? This is not normal. <laughs> you know. And I just, I had a friend visit me a couple of weeks ago who I hadn't seen in three years. And at the time that I knew her, I was in a very, very low point in my life. Very low point. Cause I had lost myself. I didn't know who I was. And I felt like I was just this mom bumbling through life. And, uh, you know, and basically my, my the main character, but she, she stopped she was passing through and she stopped by and she was at my house for like three hours and when she was leaving I had gone out to tell her goodbye and she said Andrea there's something different about you and I was like oh my gosh there is you're right there is something different about me okay but it was just like none of this we, we did not have this conversation we literally just talked but she said you're a calmer person and I was like I am I'm a much calmer person I was a I was like a bomb waiting to explode. Like people walked around me on eggshells, like trying Mm -hmm. to make sure they didn't offend me or like, you know, make sure they didn't say something the wrong way that would just throw me off or whatever. And, and I, and she said, you're a much calmer person. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am. I'm so calm. I'm okay. Like I am okay now. There's nothing like, there's not a lot of things that can touch me or, or move me or prick me or poke me, you know? Mm -hmm, (laughs) Um, And so go ahead. (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, that's how I knew I had experienced transformation was other people started to say something about it and started to notice. And it was like, what, what is going on? Like, you're different. My best friend who I've always had a long distance relationship with, she lives about 12 hours away from me. Even in our phone calls, she was just like, you're so different. And it was almost like she was on, it was like, come on, where's that old Andrea? I miss her. her. Like you're always so happy. Stop being so happy. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the thing you said, you start to live it, you start to be in it. So I think that's when you, we are inside of it, we can't, can't really see it, right? You can't see it yeah. exactly when you're in it. And that's the thing, like, I was, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day who said she was like trying to level up in her business. And she was just like, I'm in a really low spot. And I was like, honey, you are not in a low spot. The very fact that you're in this conversation with these people who are literally seven figure earners in their business. Like she was comparing herself to them. And I'm like, look at what you have done with your life. <laughs> like you are not in a low point. And like emotionally I understand that she could have been, but we were able to reframe her thinking with there, where it was like, what is, what do you mean by low point? What is a low point? And it was like, well, I don't have as many clients as I want. And I'm like, yes, but you have clients. There are life coaches out there who have been trying to get clients for two years and don't have a single one. You have 200 and you're complaining that you don't have 300. You know what I'm saying? So if you can understand that you're actually in a good place, like life is working for you. It's working with you always, even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment, 
if you can understand that and have faith that it is working for you, that is when you move forward. When you accept what is, rather than trying to wait, run away from what is, that is when you can move into your potential. And we always are in our potential. That's the thing. Like, I think the conversation a lot of times is like, oh, I want to find my potential. I'm like, you're in your potential. You're already in it. You already possess it. It's already in you. You're living it. Maybe not to its full extent, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're in it. And just open yourself up a little bit more. Let go. And I know it's it's hard to let go. I, I understand that. But but just learn, be aware of the fact that you're holding on to something. As, as long as you're aware of it, that's where the letting go happens. Is just, in, and that's when the moving forward happens, is just in the being aware of it. I think we underestimate the power of awareness. And I think it's becoming much more popular. Yes. Since all the crash in the world happened. Yes. Yes, and absolutely. it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's my important. my opinion is it's, it's very people are complaining about what happened and everything, but I can see such a big. I don't want to say positive because you don't like that. A <laughs> but blessing. such a powerful yeah. a blessing. blessing. Yes, yeah. powerful. Yes, that we are able to literally stop and face yes. our ourselves, our thoughts, and move yes. forward. Yes, and be aware. It's, yes, it's just unbelievable. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I I do. I don't, I don't say this to a lot of people because I don't know where the conversation, I don't know your situation and your circumstance. So I don't just walk around being like, COVID was a blessing. But when I'm in this conversation, I have reframed my mind to know that COVID was a blessing. Like it was an absolute blessing. Did it bring about things I didn't like? Yes. Did I like being stuffed in my house with four kids and my husband? No, absolutely not. I hated it. I, I went through a period of what's that word when you're low depression depression yeah I went through a period of depression and I think I feel I from the conversations that I've had a lot of people went through that but what the difference is is I was aware of it and I was able to say like what is causing this depression why do I not want to be in my house with my husband and four kids that sounds horrible like I hate that but instead of ignoring it and being like oh that sounds horrible I don't want people to know that it was like why what is it? What's behind not me not wanting to be in the house? And out of that came, I got my own office. The kids went to school, like, and it had to happen after COVID. Like we had to go through that. But I realized that I am not a stay-at-home mom. I don't enjoy it. I just, somebody told me that's what I had to do. And so that's what I did. By somebody, I mean my religion. My religion told me that to be a good mom, you had to be a stay-at-home mom. And I was able to realize through COVID, no, absolutely not. I am not a stay-at-home mom. It is healthier and more beneficial for all of us <laughs> if you separate from me for a couple hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I but think... yeah I, I feel like COVID was very much a blessing that if you can look at it through that lens and you can like what is the blessing that COVID brought me rather than like oh COVID yes the complaining I get it but it let's call it what it is it's complaining and a mm-hmm. lot of times when we complain, we are mirroring how we feel. So if we're complaining about COVID, what we're actually doing is complaining about ourselves, really. And we're just using COVID as a mechanism, as a tool to complain. If it wasn't COVID, it'd be something else, right? Like when it wasn't COVID, what were you complaining about? Not you, but I'm saying, ask yourself. And I asked me, like, what was I complaining about before it was COVID? It was, it was, there was something, there's always something to complain about. And COVID was just a really big thing to target, <laughs> like yes now I have excuse now I have the yes, way now I have to, an excuse yes throw it yes. on to yeah yep yeah I hope 
the some of our listeners didn't stop the the listening right now because some some people can be really trapped in this mindset of mm-hmm. literally being victim of the life and being yes. victim of circumstances. Yes. Sorry, yes, that it's really difficult to change that mindset. Yes, and yeah, I just hope for the next couple of years things are going to change and. As you said, the people start to accept what is happening and see the things from different perspective, hopefully. Yeah. I think the main thing here, Simona, is, and this is what I have found, for I spent a long, a lot of time trying to convince people that you need to see the powerful side of things. Like you can do that, you can change, you get, and they would always come back to me with, but you don't understand my story. And I'd be like, yes, but your story is the biggest thing about you. Like move into your story, blah, blah, blah. And I would try to convince people that this is what they needed. And what I've realized is rather than trying to convince people that this is what they need, it's more like is if I am living my full extent of myself and that is what I put out into the world, it only radiates power. And the more that I am in my power, the more powerful energy I'm able to put out and people will connect with that energy. And they will say, like people have, that's when I realized like, whoa, people have started coming to me and saying like, what did you do? Like, I want what you have. Exactly. And I moved away from like saying, hey, do you want what I have? And they're like, no, you get out of here. What do you do? Go away. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, when I moved into that, for me, it's writing books. You know, that's not like that for everybody. So for somebody, it could be opening a bakery. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm all like, you want to make a $9 cupcake? I will buy it after a long day of writing. Like we all need each other. Some people make music. Some people bake cupcakes. Some people write books. Some people stand in the corner and cheer people on who need it. Like we all have something that our, that our gut is telling us this is what, if it's photography, like it could be photography. It could be, there's so many different things that it could be, but whatever your gut is telling you, move into that. Move into whatever your gut is telling you. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if, and, and I, it can be a long process. I get it, but don't give up on whatever that is. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Because when we try to convince people and we try to tell people like, this is my political view and this is my view on abortion and this is my view on this and this is my view on that. It's like, nobody cares. Nobody actually cares. How do you stand for yourself? That's what I care about. Like, do, do, are you confident and powerful in what you do? that is what I want. Like, I want a piece of that because <laughs> that looks empowering. That looks like a life that I could handle, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I want to be powerful. Not, 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 I don't mean like mighty powerful. I mean, like just confident and like go to bed at the end of the day, not staring into the wall, crying on my pillow. I don't want that life anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. As you're saying, maybe when people are confronted with the other side, uh, yes. they're in d- depression, they're sad. And then yes. this person walk in the room and radiant and everything yes, positiveness you can, oh. and you're like okay there is something wrong with me like why I don't feel like that yes <laughs> yes and when it's coming from a powerful place and a joyful place it's not coming from like because what I have found too is that a lot of times that comes from a shadow place where you're like scared of those people where you're like oh I gotta get out of here like that's a powerful scary person you know uh-huh. <laughs> I'm scared you can like when you're in this space of radiating joy and power people actually it's a magnet people gravitate towards you and they just want to hear more they want 
to hear what you have to say. So for everybody out there, find your purpose, guys. <laughs> You're going to be radiant and happy. Yeah. Or hire a life coach, by the way. <laughs> or, or something. Or just, yeah. yeah. Even if it's not a life coach, like just start reading, start digging in, start listening to podcasts, you know, because you'll find it like you're on that journey. And, and I also am, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interject here. It's fine. But I also, if you're someone who is looking to find your purpose, and I don't even like to use the word find because it almost, it's almost like, is it, sorry, under the, yeah, yeah. is it behind the rug? Like, is it under the fridge? Like, you know, you're not looking for it. It's discovering. It's like, it's inside of you and you're just, you're able to pull it out of you. So yeah, when we discover the purpose, we are just radiating the energy and it attracts the people. And it's such a powerful journey. Myself, for example, I went through last one year and a half. Literally, I have been on the on the on the on the floor, crashed, yes. didn't know where I'm going. I but I some universe I think sent my way life coach as well. Yes. And I knew inside of me I just need to reach out. Otherwise, I just gonna, I don't know how this is gonna yeah. end literally yeah I didn't know where I'm going I was jumping from thing to thing didn't have my way I wasn't really confident in what I was doing I was confused like is this the right thing as I said like uh, okay mm-hmm. doing the uber meal whatever like okay yeah, yeah. but that is a purpose somehow <laughs> right right no, you, not. Can, <laughs> you can try to tell yourself all yeah. you want you know, yeah, exactly. You know in your um, gut, like this is just not. <laughs> you just try to cover up something that you yes, don't really want yes. to face. But my journey with life coach, especially, it was it was difficult to face the things. It was difficult yeah. to do the work, yeah. but I'm in better place mentally right now than I was a year ago. Yeah. And I think it's very important everybody to ask this major question, like who I am, who I really am, without the yes. labels and roles, but also yes. like why, why this, why I'm acting this way. Mm-hmm. Why? Literally, why is the is the basic question that is such a powerful yes. question. Yes. We were talking about the women that are afraid of tapping into into their power, and I think it has a lot to do with with the self love and self worth. And you mentioned mm-hmm. your next book is about that. So, what discoveries did you unfold throughout the writing the first book or throughout the journey? Yeah, absolutely. So. I had come to a place in my journey of, of growing transformation, whatever you want to call it. in my, just my journey through life, I had come to a place of realizing that, you know, I was very jealous of other women, like women that I, that I, that who were at where I wanted to be. So I would get extremely jealous of women who were speaking on stages to a thousand people. And I'm like, yeah, well, you probably got lucky you know, you, you know, like you didn't have the issues and the circumstances in the background that I had. So you got lucky. And so I was jealous. I was comparing. I was very critical. I was judgmental. And I had come across a book by Colin Tipping called Radical Forgiveness. And in that book, he explains that, I hope I say this correctly, but he explains that whatever it is that you're projecting toward another person is a mirror of how you're feeling inside. So if you're judging another person for an outfit they're wearing, what actually is going on is you're mirroring that you're uncomfortable with your style, Mm -hmm. just as an example. And I, so that kind of went into my awareness. I resisted it at first because I was like, no, no, this person actually, they actually are, I'm trying to think of an example. I'll just go with style. 
Like they actually don't know how to dress. Like it actually looks very bad, you know, like there's, it's a fact, but when I, because I had let that awareness kind of come into me, the more I thought about it, the more it grew on me. And the more I started to actually realize, yes, when I find, when I look at someone and say, why in the world would you wear that? It actually is a mirror of me asking myself the same question. Why in the world would you do that? Or why in the world would you wear that? Or why in the world would you go there? Or why in the world would you say that? And I found that that's actually what is going on. I was criticizing myself. I was judging myself. I was complaining about myself, where I was in my business, where I was in my life, where I was as a mom, as a wife, like all, all the things. And, and that's when I realized and I started looking into loving yourself. And then I started having a lot of conversation with mostly moms, but a lot of women and some males about what loving yourself is. And what I realized is that you cannot love other people unless you unconditionally love yourself. And I don't mean like, you know, I, I love myself. What I mean is like in, in the anger episode where you lash out and punch a hole in the wall, you love yourself. Like you love what brought you there. You love the circumstances. You love everything about you. And it's, it's a longer conversation but only when you can accept your uh, body and your features and your flaws and everything about you, can you then go out powerfully into the world and into being a mom, being a wife, being a author, being a career, whatever, you know, an engineer, like whatever, what all the labels we're putting on ourselves, you can only actually perform those in the best way possible when you love yourself. And I feel like a lot of people think that loving yourself is taking care of yourself. And what I have found is actually, it's not. It's not taking care of yourself as in making sure you do your nails and making sure you put your makeup on in the morning and making sure you get dressed. That is all, those are all bits and pieces, but the foundation is accepting yourself, accepting your story, accepting your flaws, accepting your uh, quote unquote mistakes, because I don't really believe in mistakes but accepting the things that you feel like you have done wrong and, and loving yourself through those. And it's really just a matter of accepting yourself. And we, what I have found also is a lot of people, including myself, I felt like I did accept myself, but not until I wrote down on paper what was actually going on in my mind. I don't know if you've ever heard of a brain dump. That is one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself is just dump everything that you're thinking onto paper. Mm -hmm. you dump it onto paper it's scary like it's what stares back at you is like oh my gosh I hope nobody finds this it's it's good and bad or positive and negative but there's so many negative things on there like I hate what I'm doing or I you know it's just as long as you're honest with yourself and you just dump it all out and then you you accept all of the things that you dumped out that's where self-love and self-worth actually comes from. It has nothing to do with any outside forces or circumstances or people, but you don't understand. No, you're right. I don't, I don't understand. That's why you have to accept yourself because nobody will ever understand your circumstances, no matter how dire or terrible they were. You're right. Nobody will understand that. So you have to accept that and love yourself through those and that will radiate out into the world. 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting because my previous uh, episode was about self-love and self-worth mm. with one of my friends. And actually, literally, you repeated my definition of self-love, the accepting oh, what, what is inside and what, what we are, who we are, who, what we are doing. Yeah. Because I think at the end, we are on the journey, as you said. Life is a journey. Yes. It's a process. And we need to be thankful, I think, for all the negative moments the, in the yeah. same way as, as yeah. for, the, for the positive moments of the life because I don't think there is any moment where we can do bad decision as we used mm-hmm. to call it because it can teach us it will yeah. teach us inevitably something so yeah, yeah. but it, it's 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 not easy you said this practice the dumping the thoughts on the paper and seeing with your eyes what yes. is there yes it's a, it's a process, right? You, yes, you, it's, you need to work through that. Yep. And that's right. Like, it's not positive. Like, that is not a positive experience, but it's powerful. It's a powerful experience to be able to do that, you know, and, and the more you do it, the, you, the more you realize, like, you know, yes, absolutely. Life is a journey. And I feel like we, if we shifted the conversation around bad experiences and we realized that life is just neutral experience there's no there's no good there's no bad they're just experiences and I feel like you would be able to live and enjoy life a lot more when you're not filtering through the lens of oh this one was bad this one was good this one was bad this one was good it's like you know they're just there (laughs) they're not good or bad they just they're life you know and and enjoy it rather than trying to run away from the bad and have more of the good they're all the same. They're all equally the same. It's just you experience one through anger. You experience one through joy. You experience one through disappointment. You experience one through breakthrough. Like, but we're, they're all experiences. Can you tell us what in your case helped you to understand yourself the most or to really uh, know yourself and why you're doing things the way you're doing, what is moving you forward, what is holding you back? Mm-hmm. What was that? What made you or helped you to really start to for example noticing when you lash out on some on someone in anger mm-hmm. like okay now this is I'm acting from the point of ego for example and this mm-hmm. is not really me yeah so what helped you grow in this way so it's not fun but it's it's what helps you grow I started to anytime that I lashed out I would say what is it that you hate about yourself so when I would, when I would say things to my husband, like, you're just a loser. And I would say things like that. And I'd be like, you know, we'd, we'd be going back and forth and back and forth. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, you're just a loser. And I realized like, that was me. I was the, the loser. So I was like, where do I feel like I'm being a loser? It's like, oh, you don't have as many clients as you want. And you feel like you're a loser. And, and so when you realize that what you say is always reflected back to yourself, it's, that, that is when you can, can grow and be aware. Does that make sense? And, mm-hmm. and that is when I, I forgot the word you used, but that's when I accepted myself, when I realized what was actually going on. So when I would just be driving down the road, it's something very simple, but I'll be driving down the road and, and, you know, somebody will cut me off and I'm like, or, or they'll get on my bumper and I'm like, I'm not moving. You think I'm going to go faster? I'm not going faster. And it was like, wait a second. What is that saying? You know, like it's always a reflection back to me. So the criticism that I have on people and just the quick judgments, like the really quick, and I'm not saying like character judgments, but I'm saying the the quick, you know, 
why would you let your kid act like that in the store judgment? Mm -hmm. And it was like always a reflection back to myself. And that's when I was able to accept myself and, and really move into what is it about me? What is it about me? What is it about me that I'm, that I'm resisting or that I'm resenting or that I don't like, or that I hate when it was like, okay, I don't like the way that I'm mothering my kids. And so I come, you know, judge somebody else who's raising theirs. And I was like, okay, what can I do to raise my kids? In the way? And, and it's just a process that you work. You don't have to do it on paper. You can, if you want to, but you can, you can just do it in your head and to go back to the simple answer. It's a reflection. So what are you feeling about other people? That's actually what you're feeling about yourself. And then once you realize that you can change it or fix it or, you know, yeah. And your life will change and everything. Your life will change over time. It will, it will just absolutely change. And, and you'll, people will start to wonder what happened. <laughs> I didn't even judge people anymore. Cause I was a very judgmental person, very judgmental. And yes, it had something to do with my background. I was in a very judgmental religion, but that doesn't matter. Like that's a side that doesn't matter. I was just a judgmental person. And the reason I stayed in the religion for so long was because I enjoyed being a judgmental person. It helped me feel better about myself. You know, <laughs> I wasn't that bad, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as I wasn't as bad as that person, I would, I, I would feel better about myself, but it never, that doesn't get you anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It actually makes you feel even worse about yourself. Can you summarize, can you define a woman or a person who is your book for? What is your target? What kind of woman is going to benefit from the book? Literally, can you define? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. So the person that I wrote it for was someone who wants to change, who wants to up-level, who is trying really hard. Like, what am I doing wrong? Why can I not figure this out? And I wanted to show them through story how it happens. Because like I said earlier, we're not all going to chance upon a a neuroscientist who is going to help us, right? (laughs) But you can chance upon Simona's podcast. You can chance upon, you know, somebody else's book. You can chance upon Uncaged. Like you can come upon things that will help you. And I wanted to show them through story. This is where the transformation happens. It's this point right here. It's, it's not because so many of them feel like the circumstances are keeping them. It's like, I know what to do. I've, I've read all this stuff. I have the awareness that I need to change, but I can't. And so I wanted to show them that you can, and this is how, and this is what happens when you do. Amazing. Great. And where we can find the book or we, where we can connect with you if you have any, any socials or if you can let us know. Yeah, I'm mainly active on Facebook, just my name, Andrea Stevens. I don't have a group or anything like that. It's just my personal profile page. So you can find me on Facebook. I also, you can get the book on Amazon. And if you're out of, if you're international, you can get the ebook or the audio version. And that's just Amazon, I I believe.com. But Mm -hmm. yeah, get the book on Amazon. And then I also have neuropivot.com and there's not really a whole lot there. It's just more of a direction of like, I have a couple of videos on there of like more transformation videos and like how to actually experience transformation. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's your, that's your main website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, neuropivot.com. Mm, great. 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 Okay. Yeah. The book was released what two weeks ago or yes. just really recently? About two weeks ago. Two weeks yep. ago. Yeah. So I will make sure I will buy a copy because I can relate to the main character in like so many ways. I have a last question for you. How would you define your mission statement? 
Yeah. So that's a really good question. And I, I mentioned, I, I believe I mentioned it earlier, just kind of on accident, but it is my mission statement is to create a space for women in particular, but to create a space for women to feel seen and heard and understood so that they can move into their potential. Mm-hmm. And I just found writing to be the best way that I could do that rather than again, telling you what you should and shouldn't do. It's like, let me, let me just hear you. Let me see if this resonates with you. Do you feel this story? And what I found is that a lot of people are like, yes, that is my story. Thank you. Somebody gets me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right here. But apart from that, I admire that you are coaching people. You are life coach. So you transform mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. You transform every day, I, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank you for yes. that. And uh, thank you for taking time to talk to us today. And I have so many takeaways and I'm really, really happy that you have been here today. Thank you so much, Andrea. Awesome. Thank you, Simone. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode and thank you for listening to our conversation with Andrea. Uh, I must say that my passion for becoming a life coach myself and helping those around me kind of brought this interview to me and brought Andrea my way. And I'm not joking, as we spoke about synchronicities throughout the interview, what you have just listened to is one of them. It's a raw, pure example of that. Once you are following your intuition, you start listening to your inner voice, guiding you towards fulfilling your potential, you are about to see them. And I'm not joking, you just don't see them. They are there. Opportunities will present themselves in front of you. The only thing you have to do is to say yes to them and step into the fear and unknown and believe in yourself. If you feel like something in your life is missing, you feel emptiness or kind of, there must be more to life thoughts. Make sure you search for it. Make sure you stay open to it. Don't deny those thoughts. You don't need to have it figured out just yet. Just move towards it. So I'm including link to purchase the book Uncaged by Andra Stevens in the description of this episode. Same as a link to her website if you would like to reach out to her as she's according to me, very inspirational person and To sum up, thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope we inspired you to move, to take action and um, make sure you support Women A Podcast Show channel, spread awareness and until next time, my friends. Mm